All right. So I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. The Bay Area is not to be underestimated when it comes to hip hop. And my guest today is no exception, especially because he's from my hometown. Please welcome Casey Cope. <laughs> How are you doing today, Casey? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. So, I mean, let's just get right into it. I know you just dropped your tape for now. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. <laughs> Sure. So, um, start with a little bit of your musical background, I guess, because with this album, I feel like I have a lot of things that make me feel like you have a background in music outside of like just doing this. But I don't know. What, uh, uh, what do you mean? Like grow- playing instruments as a kid and stuff? Yeah, that and like um, some of your singing just feels really like well done. <laughs> oh. So it's almost like you have some sort of training in it. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't play any instruments or anything as a kid. I, uh, I I played guitar for like a little bit. I was taking lessons for a little bit when I was like six, and I just didn't like it. My fingers like hurt pressing strings, and it was too big of a guitar, and I just didn't like it. Um, and I learned how to read guitar tabs when I was at camp when I was like thirteen. Hmm. And for those of you that don't know, it's just kind of like a bullshit way of of learning to play guitar, like. There's no music theory behind it. It's just like telling you where to put your fingers. And I did that for a little bit. I was planning on being like the lead singer of like a pop punk band, you know, all the shit I was listening to at the time, Green Day and Blink-182 and stuff like that. Um, and so I decided I was going to start making music. And then around high school, I started listening to hip hop. So then I was like, well, I listen to this now. I'll just start making this. And I've been pretty much on that ever since. But no real like training in anything like that. Um, I did go to school for for uh, engineering. I went to college uh, mm. expression in Emeryville, but um, yeah, no real like musical training like that at all. It's been real like off the cuff and kind of learning on my own. It kind of sucks. I kind of wish I I did stick with those lessons when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I was listening like I was listening to your album again over the weekend, and just I don't know. I just really like how you sounded on these days when you're kind of like singing uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I, I've been real into this like messing with vocal effects kind of thing. I, I got a vocoder like two summers ago and I've fallen in love with it. I really like mixing live vocals with vocoder or like in that song I mix, I mix my pitched up vocals with vocoder. Like mm-hmm. I like doing weird things like that. It's, I don't know, it's really interesting. That's actually something I was going to ask. Like it sounds like on a few of the songs there is a bit of a vocoder, but I guess that <laughs> straight yeah, fits. Yeah. That. I use it on uh, that song and you know what? I actually might be it on that album. I might only use the vocoder. I use autotune. Yeah. Autotune before this record, but hmm. yeah, I've fallen in love with autotune. I thought I would. <laughs> nice. Um, so you said. So did you start doing music right around high school then, or is or, um, well? It sounds like you were doing music before that, but you kind yeah. of leaned more into hip hop later on. Yeah, I started maybe when I was like thirteen, like playing guitar and stuff, and then I kind of fell away from that when I was when I got into high school and started. Mm-hmm garage band and they're really bad but it's kind of the way it goes um yeah i've, I've only really started making hip-hop since high school but yeah. nice all right cool um as far as kind of like just your overall recording process how does that go like do you start because you make the beats as well i'm guessing right uh yeah i, I produce mm, I have a production credit on pretty much all my songs, mm-hmm. on all of them actually, except for like two in my whole discography. But it's me and my guy Big Soda, 
Uh, he plays bass for me live. Uh, he's an artist in his own right. He makes like folk jazz, really incredible dude. He mixes and masters my songs. Um, he's a big influence on my music. It would not be the same without him. So yeah, me and me and Big Soda do everything nice. so far. Okay, cool. And um, I guess with this project, did when did you start recording it? Because in my mind, I feel like you might have done some of it during this whole quarantine thing, but I don't know how much was actually done during this or before. Uh, I, no, we, we did all of it pretty much in 19. I think it was done by October of 19, okay. like uh, the recording and stuff. And then we spent the last few months like mixing. Um, but I think it was made all between May and, and October of, of 19. So all this stuff to me is like, not very new and I still like it and it's my best work, but it's like, I'm not as actively excited about it as I had been. I, I really do like it, but I just, I'm more about like moving on and trying to make new sounds and stuff. But right. Yeah. I'm, you're, uh, you're ready for whatever's next. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, with that said, do you have like something coming up? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm going to start a press run for this uh, record for, for now. Uh, next week, I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, behind the scenes stuff um, me and big soda did a podcast episode on each song um we're doing beat breakdowns for every song um doing little lyric videos for every song so you know trying That's to cool. try to push that out and then um i don't think i'm gonna have another project for a while i think i'm just gonna do singles for a long time i've accumulated a lot of music over the last since this record came out since october mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to just put out a bunch of songs i'm kind of tired of like promoting one thing a year i'd rather <laughs> have 12 things to put out that year you know Keep, keeps me excited because i don't have this thing where i've been sitting on a record for six months <laughs> fair enough <laughs> your music to me feels like this like as far as inspirations go i feel like you get inspirations kind of like from a little bit of chance a little bit of like code of the friend and like mm -hmm. bits of it like to me sound kind of like sylvan lequeux but um who are your actual inspirations um Chance is kind of one of them. I haven't listened to too much Code of the Friend, but I do kind of like him. And I actually, I don't think I've heard any Sylvan McHugh. I think he's featured on a couple of collaborate songs. I'm a big mm -hmm. collaborative fan. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but incredible rapper from the Bay Area. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, collaborate is one of my influences. Uh, Kid Cudi, Kanye, mm -hmm. Kendrick, and The 1975 are my two favorite artists. I can't stress enough how much I love Kendrick and The 1975. I'll talk about them in every interview. Um, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, uh, Outcast. I've just really gotten into in the last like year. Love Below is like, oh yeah, super excited about. I keep telling people like, have you heard about this record? It's fucking like, yeah, <laughs> fucking love Below. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Tyler the Creator is a huge one. A lot, a lot of things like that. A lot of hip hop that is not through and through hip hop. I would say. Yeah, of kind of like stuff that's more like not fully experimental, but like just a little bit tweaked, I guess. Yeah, down to experiment with melodies and, and experiment with just weird sonics and stuff. That's why I appreciate Kanye so much is regardless of how much you like the music, every album he's doing something different that he's never really done before. Really. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I, I strive to do the same thing. It's not always going to pay off, but it'll keep things interesting. So, I mean, yep. I, I, would. Um, I guess we can get into the actual album now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I wrote notes on pretty much every song except for Dwell for some reason, but <laughs> uh, what do you have to say, like starting off the album and like, or like what was, what, uh, what was the mindset you were going into with this project? 
this was a project that like, wasn't really planned. We had kind of just been making songs um, in the early stages of, of making a project. Me and Big Soda kind of just make songs and see what sticks. And then we get three and we're like, okay, these are core three. How do we go like this? That wasn't really the case for this. This sort of just happened out of just the things I was going through last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just made this project because it was a project I like needed to make, not because I set out to like, okay, I'm going to make a project that feels like this or sounds like this or I need to have these themes. It wasn't really like that. Um, it was more just I made it because I needed to make it. And then I started thinking about later on the process. Okay, how can I link all these songs? Mm. I don't actually know what your initial question was. So hopefully that answered it. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's about right. Because I, I was really just asking like what sort of what was going on and like what was the thought process with it. So that's about <laughs> that, that goes through it pretty well. <laughs> um, and it sounds like, yeah, you, I was going to say some of the songs really flow well into the next. So it sounds like that was a pretty conscious decision there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty project-oriented person. You know, I really like albums and I really like sequencing um, and, you know, narrative. And uh, I, I like having things be one thing. This album to me doesn't really feel like, like putting out singles felt weird because it just feels like one thing that should be listened to in like 25 minutes. Right, so it's like, because they all basically connect to each other in some yeah. way or another. Yeah, I started doing this thing on my prior project, Dancing, that I do a lot on for now, where mm-hmm. uh, I'll say lines verbatim, like, across multiple songs, um, and just put them in different contexts. A, to link things together, and B, it, it kind of flips the script on what the line actually means or what it means in the overarching, uh, you know, project. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I really like things like that, that tie songs together. Yeah, I mean, that's always exciting to listen to as well, just because you pick up on these things as you listen and you're like, oh, shit, that's that's what he said before, but it sounds yeah. different now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, you're probably not even going to catch stuff like that on first or second listen, but maybe oh, yeah. the first listen you will. I like, I like you know, re-listenability, being able to catch things. That's why I like Kendrick so much. I can listen to a song and on the 18th listen, I'll be like, oh, that's what that line meant. Yeah, it definitely gives your... It, uh, your music more replayability yeah for sure <laughs> but as a new artist it can be hard because that's going to turn some people off but that's the trade-off that's, yeah i mean i think it really comes down to making music that you want to listen to but also that is accessible to others yeah exactly i think on dwell it starts off it kind of sounds like there's a bit of vocoder on it i might be wrong no like, it's just... all, yeah it's all auto-tune i basically okay. um it's just singing in the auto-tune and then we like copied it you know six times so it's like mm-hmm. my bass like my actual voice and then we pitch it up a fifth and we pitch it up an octave and we pitch it down a fifth and down, whatever so you're just singing a chord each note so you can really do whatever you want because you can't sing out of key it's auto-tune right <laughs> i'm doing all these weird noises the it's like who cares it's gonna stay in key so you get some interesting uh stuff messing around with that yeah, we were experimenting with that, like, auto-tune choir thing a bit. Mm. And I still want to use it in a couple different other contexts, but it's like, I don't want to overdo it. So we'll see. But I like Fair it. Enough. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely an interesting start to the album when you hear <laughs> that coming in. So it's like, not everyone's going to be, like, into it right away, I feel. But yeah, <laughs> I thought it was weird enough that I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to stick around it. Yeah, I'm sure. If I tell you I'm, gonna, I'm a Bay Area rapper putting out this new hip hop album, new Bay Area, oh, yeah. and you hear that, you're like, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people still think that Bay Area music is very just hyphy oriented. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like the stuff that I've been reviewing and listening to this year is like so off from that. Like it it does still have that like Bay Area sound, but it's not the what most people would expect. I'd say. Yeah, there's a lot of new Bay Area artists that I'm starting to get really excited about that put out a couple projects this year. Um, yeah. Thomas Jordan being one of them. I think Jammy is really good. I don't know if you're Jammy, but really good, like, pop artist, basically. Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Hokage, Simon, they're all, like, in. Yeah. Yeah, super, super dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just so much variety out there that I feel like yeah. people are just kind of ignoring. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it'll it'll get it shine. I think there's enough variety and enough new sounds, not even to Bay Area music, but just to popular music that yeah will get a shot most definitely sticking with well i guess what um what can you say about this track as like an intro and why did you choose this as an intro track i'd always known it was going to be an intro from like the second we made it for a while we just had that auto-tune choir part and snaps and it just felt so like homey like it felt like i could just have i could be in like a room with like 30 people and they're all just singing that and clap was like i don't yeah. know i just felt like it's a nice introduction um and I ended up writing the lyrics to it. It was one of the last songs. Um, and it ended up being a real, I see it as like a real prophetic song, lyrically speaking. It's talking about things that happen later on in the album, like totally out of context. So it's a lot of like, you know, little sort of out of context, like lines and bars that kind of don't make sense on their own. If you really like thinking about it, or if you're just reading the lyrics, but then if you hear the whole album and then you listen to it again, you're like, ah, okay, he was speaking on this thing later on right so it's, it's yeah that's kind of like what i that's what i enjoy in intros where it's kind of like it's really just an intro to the project to just give you like an idea of what you're going to be hearing mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily pick up on it right away yeah and it's not an it's like totally just you know topically and thematically what you're going to be hearing but not sonically like it's not there's no song yeah. <laughs> So originally it sounds like you were mostly just going to keep it as the uh, the intro, like the beginning part of it, right? And then yeah, just kind of add the verse after the fact. Well, it's not even that. It's just like I didn't even know what to do with it. Because um, hmm. we, you know, me and me sort of did that, just the choir and the claps. And we're like, okay, this is cool. Like, and I want to just rap over this for a second. But then like, okay, how do I make this like a song instead of just like a cool little part, you know? Right. So then we just added the rest of the stuff. I brought it. I brought it home and added the organs and the bass and stuff. And then it became like a full thing for the most part. Brought it back to Big Soda. He added some textures and then, boom, it's a full song. <laughs> nice. And then this fades in really well to these days. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you say about that? <laughs> that song was. Uh, uh, I had gone to the barber shop like before the studio that day, and I heard some soul song. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I listened to like that album just on the way to the studio that day. And I was like, you know what, Big Soda, let's make a soul song today. Like not a Neo soul song, nothing like that. Like, let's just make a soul song. Mm-hmm. I made the drum loop, which is really like a super, super simple drum loop just to give, you know, Big Soda the, the tempo and the general idea. Um, and then he laid down the bass and the guitar, which is like the whole beat. That's like what the whole beat revolves around. He laid that down like pretty much immediately. And that was it. Like, okay, <laughs> the song's done. Like, that's... You just add a bunch of textures after that. And 
I think on that song, really all I did was the drums. Big Soda kind of did the rest. I like gave him the general idea, like how we should feel while listening to it, but he just kind of ran away with it. And it's fun collaborating with people, especially Big Soda, because if you can just hit them on the on the right day and in the right mood and stuff, it's like, okay, I'll just give you this idea or give you this drum loop or whatever. And then I just kind of sit back and like watch his brain work for like a half hour, <laughs> whatever it is. And an hour later, we have a whole instrumental. that's pretty cool though like it's nice to have that sort of collaboration i think yeah and i didn't really have that before i met big soda in like 2016 it's been really cool to be able to do that he's an incredible dude that's awesome actually these days is one of those songs that just actually gets stuck in my head most often just because of the the chorus on it oh nice thanks like it's just it just stays there Um, one of my favorite choruses I've, I've written so far it's the most like i don't know it's just the most like ear candy e1 i would say yeah <laughs> it's a good way of putting it i'd say <laughs> um stepping back actually i forgot to mention on dwell mm-hmm. who's crybaby <laughs> oh yeah because she sounds great yeah. on this and the last track <laughs> yeah she's a bay area artist she just does put out uh, her first couple of songs this mm-hmm. i think they're both this year um really 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 incredible artist um she makes like jazz and pop and i i can't even describe exactly what she does but very very amazing vocalist and the only thing like the only notes that i'm giving her during these recording sessions are like are not like notes things like i can give her the melody and she'll just hit it immediately and i'm just like okay that's good but then just like pronounce this word a little bit you know what i mean she does everything really really well and she came up with all the um, i came up with the melody for it and the words and then she just wrote all the stacks and her and big soda did all the all the layering of it um and th- they did the same thing for for dwell and for self mm-hmm. they just wrote all the layering for it like in one sitting incredible i'm not really good at that but <laughs> she bodied it she's an amazing vocalist Listen that's to- awesome i'm after peep some of her singles because like I, I like i'm trying to remember now but like on dwell i don't think she was as present as on self yeah so, like, self is where i was like oh this is this is someone else <laughs> like this yeah. is someone that's actually like really good <laughs> actually on dwell I, her part on dwell is like my favorite part of anything i've ever written oh yeah <laughs> and she just like it could have been a chorus and it kind of was for a second but it's more like a bridge yeah yeah, she just bodies it for like eight bars. It's just so like soulful and just pushes my heart, you know. Ah, yeah, Crybaby's wonderful. She's amazing. All right, going through the the rest of this, uh, back up to me just kind of sounds like one of those get out my face sort of songs. Like you're just kind of fed up with people. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fun. I like that song. It's like it was the first song where I sort of implemented this idea of like, okay, I can make. Uh, hard rap song and like be like sort of tongue-in-cheek with it you know it's like i don't i'm not really taking myself entirely seriously even though i am saying things that i truly mean but i'm saying things and pronouncing things in a way that's like oh like you're not really fully serious but if you think i'm serious and you like it it's fine <laughs> but like if you get it like you're in on it it's like a little like whoop to the camera you know yeah i think i think we get a little more enjoyment out of it but um yeah, I like Becca. It's it's just a fun little rap song. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not, not too much going on. 
Right. I mean, to me, it kind of feels like, yeah, like you're saying it's kind of like a, a wink at the camera sort of thing yeah. where if you just kind of listen to it in the background, like it sounds like you're really trying to be super serious about these things. But then if you yeah. pay attention to the lyrics at all, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're just yeah. you're just having fun now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, what is that one? This girl I've been talking to be giving me shit saying I'm so 2012 for smoking tissues instead of backwards. I don't hate my body quite enough to think they that good. <laughs> just, it's like, oh, that's not like, like that's not like cool. That's that's not even a cool thing to say. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> like you're not even like actively trying to be hard. You're just <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just saying things that are. Yeah. <laughs> Going into reprise, this kind of feels it. It slows things down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And. It sounds to me like you're really just talking about this girl that you recently met and then some stuff happened to her and then it sounds like you guys hit it off pretty well, but I'm not sure if that plays into some songs later on too or not. Um, yeah, I won't go too much into like the personal side. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> From like uh, a musical standpoint, yeah, it's more just to set the scene a little bit for the songs later on mm-hmm. dressed at uh like the second verse of skr skr and then him slash for now and itself yeah like, sort of the first thing that's blatantly like about this group. yeah because it definitely sounds like a trend like a transition point mm-hmm. um especially coming right after backup <laughs> like yeah it's like it just shifts <laughs> almost mm-hmm. entirely <laughs> yeah the first couple of songs are more like introductory and talking about themes and such but it's not directly addressing the second half it's more like indirectly addressing the second half but reprise is the first song it's like okay here we go right like it's kind of like the first part is where you're just having fun and just kind of mentioning these things kind of in the background where you're like trying to pique people's interest and then like once you get to reprise they're like okay this makes sense now (laughs) let's get into this (laughs) the first three songs are kind of trying to bring you in a little kind of get you to a reprise because i can't just start with a reprise. yeah like you're kind of uh luring them into a false sense of security yeah. <laughs> with <the> first bit <laughs> exactly and like food skirt skirt i my only note is really just it sounds like a reflection piece <laughs> yeah i guess it is the first verse is really like a free write um and the, and the second verse is very reflective actually the second verse is the last thing i wrote for the whole record that's definitely the very mm. Because we had we didn't really know what to do with that song. It was like a verse and then this chorus that's like just an instrumental sort of interlude kind of chorus. It's like no words. Right. Um, and then we're like, okay, where do we go from here? Like I could rap a second verse, but I don't really want to. I tried to shop it around to a few other artists and it didn't really work out. Um, and then we came up with that like stripped down sort of just, you know, Rhodes keys and super soft drums as opposed to the hard drums of the first half of the song. And it's like, okay, I could write like a short verse at the end. Um, I just didn't want to linger on too much. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, I'd say it's fairly reflective, especially the second verse. Yeah. <laughs> first, verse is, first verse is like kind of flexy, but also reflective. Kind yeah, of- that's kind of like what it sounds like. It's you have like aspects of like the first part essentially, but then you're also like the main focus is like what you're actually saying. It feels yeah. like. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like almost like the baby kind of feelings. I'm talking about like police brutality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, and then going to the thing that you mentioned about features, like I actually think it's 
it works to your benefit to not have any features other than Crybaby on this because it really gets the listeners to hear you and like kind of hear your story. Because I don't know how well a feature would be able to like tie in the themes, you know, at least yeah. in my mind. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I yeah, I don't I don't really know who would have been the ideal features for. I had like two people for Skrskr in mind, and I just like couldn't really get a hold of them. Hmm. Um, but I, th- I think it did work out. I've I've had a couple of friends tell me that that second version of Skrskr is their favorite of the whole record. So, oh, cool. <laughs> it's, it's one of mine too. I actually started rapping it at the live show like way before the album was even out. So, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's always a fun way to do it too. I think like just rap a verse that no one's really known about <laughs> and then just put it into an album later on. Yeah, especially because I'm like an artist that a lot of people don't know anyway. It's like, you probably, if, if you're seeing me at a show, you probably don't know who I am unless you've yeah. like, you at a show by chance before. So it's like, what is it? I can do anything. <laughs> like, who cares? Nobody's going to know if it's out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until they go on Spotify later if they're interested in doing something. Whatever. And then they're probably looking for it. Like, where the hell is this verse? <laughs> I know he performed it. it has to be out <laughs> and then we go into him slash for now which to me it's like it, correct me if I'm wrong but like the first whole half kind of well I guess three quarters of the song really is rapping from someone else's perspective about what's going on okay <laughs> yeah, it's about me yeah which, like uh, they're rapping or they're talking about you right <laughs> yeah and I, like yeah it's it's rapping about myself from this girl's perspective mm-hmm. it's like a lot of things that were like verbatim like actually happened or actually like, oh, damn. and i couldn't i like had the first verse for a while and it's like kind of like nice about me it's like complimenting me and i was like well i have to kind of shit on myself in the second verse right like i can't just like writing a song about yourself about how good you are <laughs> how wonderful you are from somebody else's perspective is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause when I first actually, when I first listened to it, I took it as like her, like her saying these things about you is like kind of in a negative way almost. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what you intended to do, but like, it really just sounds like she's just like overwhelmed, <laughs> I guess oh, is a way to put it. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the point. Did okay. I, or, that actually happened. I was just trying to depict like what actually happened. Without mm-hmm. it. I feel like there's a lot of based on a true story movies and stuff that like, it's based on a true story. It's mostly true, but they had to make these three people into one character because three characters wouldn't work in the story, whatever. Like, I don't want to do any of that. I want to mm-hmm. just say things flat out and like plain and just how fucking life is. As true to life as possible. Yeah, like a prize is a very like, it's a story that kind of doesn't go anywhere. It's like sort of unresolved. And it's like, well, it's, I don't know. It's just how it happens. I don't know <laughs> That's just how life is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it very real. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing on, uh, on for now, on the song for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like a very real thing. Like I was, I was really at my homie's house. Like we were watching the 2019 NBA draft. Like we were watching Zion get picked. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I like got this like breakup text on the way there. Like I was like, oh, shit. I, like I like looked on the on on my phone. I had a huge block of text. I was like, all right, I'm gonna read this when I get to my home. So I got there and now I'm like reading it and like everybody's like laughing, having a good time, and I'm just fucking simping. <laughs> and then, but hey, I made a cool song. So yeah, <laughs> it worked out in the end, I guess. I'm down for it. 
And I was going to say with for now, it kind of sounds like, like you were in like, well, you're pretty straightforward about it. Like that's actually what happened. But mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sounds like this is what happened afterwards and that this is kind of where you are now. And a little bit of, again, kind of like reflection, but not as much, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of like touching on it, like just enough to make the listener feel like, oh, damn. So this is actually where this went. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then going into self, like it, it transitions really well. And a lot of times I feel like it's just the one long song. Because <laughs> yeah. like it sounds like sonically, it sounds just close enough. <laughs> At least wow. to me, to my ears, <laughs> but um, to yeah. me it sounds like it's a continuation. <laughs> yeah, a big soda did all those like the the keys on on him and the keys on self in the same day. Uh, like we did them just back to back beats. Uh, we did for now a little later, but he did the keys on that as well. So that's all big soda. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, going into self again, like it's like it feels to me a continuation of uh, the for now part. Mm-hmm. but it's more focused on self-care rather than just kind of lingering in whatever emotions you have at the time. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's about like, I think him for now is, is really like external and like thinking about things that are outward and you can't do anything about, or it's mm-hmm. more like, okay, like in the end, all you, all you got is you, like, I don't want to say, like, I'll focus on you, but, like, really, like, you know, I, I say in the song, like, learn to love yourself before you get involved with someone. I turn a nigga into Jack and Hagar. No. <laughs> and it also sounds like it's more, it's more of, like, focus on the things that you can control. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't, like, sure, like, stuff happens in life that you really have no control over, but, like, dwelling on it does only gets you so far it really just makes things worse most of the time exactly that's that's like really my philosophy on life i feel like people be like just tripping a lot over like ah you know what if this happens what if that happens like yeah but if you can't do anything about it and you're just gonna sit here worrying about it you're just gonna sit here and get worked up and it's not gonna the outcome is not gonna change either way so why are you sitting here getting worked up just be just relax you literally can't do anything about it so who cares yeah I have a very like logic-based thought pattern on these things. That about kind of goes over the whole album. Uh, what are their, I guess, sort of thoughts or like, what do you want people to really take from this album as a whole? Hopefully some of the messages like self, you know, worry about you. Um, don't, don't trip off of other people. <laughs> um, me as an artist, hopefully you understand that like I have a lot of sounds to get out and I have a lot of, of a wide palette and what you hear from me isn't what you're always going to be expecting to hear from me. And I think, I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As far as the sound goes, like I I did listen to a little bit of dancing uh, yesterday too. And I'm like, it's, it does sound quite a bit different sonically, like on a, on a lot of songs really yeah i think dancing was like starting to realize that i can do some like some sort of pop stuff and some electronic stuff that was the summer i got my vocoder and mm-hmm. got um, like my synthesizer so i started really messing around with like electronic sounds like that but i didn't really do it as well as like i could have now obviously that was like, two years ago um 
That was just experimentation, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically a lot of experimentation that I think for now articulates a little better. Like, you know, I utilize the vocoder way better in these days than I do on songs and dancing. So, not say dancing is really bad or anything. There's like a couple songs. I mean, in my first listen through, I was like, I was pleased with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to be harder on me than like everybody else. That's always the case, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's like really like two songs to me that really like hold up and that I would actually listen to. And the rest are just like, I that so much better now. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I think that wraps about all my questions. Uh, is there anything else that you want to just kind of tell everyone about, about yourself or about this album or what they should be on the lookout for, I guess? Yeah, I would say look out for this this press run, you know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, beat breakdowns if you're into that kind of thing. Um, podcast episodes, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast. Um, and lyric videos, stuff like that. And then moving forward, uh, starting at, toward the end of the year, um, I'm gonna put out a lot of singles and a lot of different sounds. Like if you think dancing to for now is different, like for now to this next batch of singles is gonna be way different. So. I'm I'm excited to show people my range. I'm excited to see it or hear it too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this this album was really good, and it honestly really caught me by surprise. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm, I'm I kind of wish that I actually listened to it when it first came out. Now, <laughs> eh, this is what it is, you know. You heard it now, you know. Put put one friend on it, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been sharing it all the time. <laughs> like, like I'll be playing uh, some Warzone with my friends. I'll be like, "Hey, man, you guys really need to check this out." He's he's from your city. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, appreciate you. Thank you, bro. I mean, you always got to put on good music, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Just thanks, thanks for like you know the platform. Of course. Well, everyone, make sure to go listen to Casey Cope's "For Now." It's on every streaming platform. Uh, yeah, even the ones that are like exclusive to Indonesia and shit. So. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about yourself and the album. It's it was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks again for having me. We'll have to talk more just in general some yeah. other time. <laughs> All right, All right. peace. See you. <laughs>